A man from Jamaica tells us his encounter with God. Boy, this is a good one today. Stay there. You know, I'm beyond the call today. This is very interesting because there is a man from another part of the world that has entered into Canada and he's learned something. Now, this is what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy. These are the last words that he would write on the planet. Paul says, Timothy, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And this is the important part. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power and love and of a sound mind. This is not something normal, but this is something that God gave Timothy, not unlike something gave, God gave Garth Rowe when he talks about this today. What an interesting interview. Here it is, let's learn. The most known, yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. Or in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2 or simply go to www.biblediscoverytv.com. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that Jesus Christ himself introduced the idea of the church the Ecclesia, as it's mentioned in Matthew chapter 16. I am with somebody today who is pastor of a church in Toronto, Ontario. Good to see you, Garth. Thank you so much for having me. Let me ask you a question. Where is your church and how long have you been pastoring there? Well, uh, our church is a Solid Rock Christian Assembly. We are in Etobicoke, Toronto, actually, just across from Humber College at Finch and Highway 27. As for a location, that particular location, we've been there since uh, 2016. So that would pretty much make it about six years. Wow. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people in Toronto, you know, in the GTA, there's over six million people. And so you've got a lot of traffic and everything else. And uh, you're the pastor of that church. Uh, how do you find that job? Well, 
Toronto is uh, well. First of all, I, I I love being there simply because it's 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 a dynamic city. Uh, it's very diverse. You get people from all walks of life. Plus, we are fortunate to be just within walking distance of Humber College, which has over twenty thousand students there. So it gives us all kinds of uh, diversity of ministries and things of that sort. So it's never a bore. So God has placed you there. Uh, you're you're at a strategic point so that people who are going to school can see you and be yes. a part of that. What's going on? And you recently started something. Uh, you started a school. Oh yes. And the school is started with two people. What's it? Four years old now? Yeah, we've just finished year four, so early part of year five, and uh, we started off with two kids, and we were kind of like, you know, we're starting with two kids. Is this going to work? But then in the end, uh, we persevered. Uh, two weeks later, we got 100% growth. We went from two to four. <laughs> so, And uh, it, it remained uh, like that for un until maybe the following September. We, it was a little challenging, but today we have about 45 kids and, um, and we still have uh, a few people inquiring about coming in. So this is a growing school, yes, a growing church at a key location. Now, this is fascinating. Just for a moment, I'd like to go back. And because you were born, not in the cold country of Toronto, but you were born where? In warm, warm Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're in Jamaica and uh, you're born there. And so tell me about your early life. Yeah. Okay. Well, my journey to Canada, well, I guess I could start. My mother came here like many people from the Caribbean. They came here to find her. Wait, actually, my mother was a good um, seamstress. She was uh, actually the the dressmaker, designer, fashion designer for um, the former prime minister of Jamaica's um, uh, wife. I didn't know that until her funeral. Imagine that. My mother didn't say much about that. And you didn't know that till her funeral? Yeah. It was at the funeral. I started hearing that. I'm like, are you kidding me? But wow. um, yeah, but otherwise I would be use all this time to brag about it. But anyway, <laughs> but um she came here when I was probably four or five, and then I, this was back in, what, 74, I think she came here, and then I came to Canada in 81. Initially, I came here in two phases. I was here for a couple of years, few years, and then I went back just for a basic vacation, and then um, spent six years instead, just a slight extension on my vacation. So I... I so a slight extension on your vacation <laughs> was was quite long. That's excellent. So... My question is, and the question that a lot of people would ask is, man, you go from Jamaica to Canada where it's yeah. cold. Like, that's a weather change and a half. Well, when you're a child, I don't think it matters so much. I, but, you know, uh, what was nice about it, I grew up in rural Jamaica. So when I came to Canada and I saw all the tall buildings, the wide roads and all these impressive stuff for a kid, it was quite exciting to, to see all these things. I mean, it was, it was really remarkable. When I came here, just a quick thing, I could not imagine how cold it was. I, I was dressed in a three, uh, what is it, a three-piece suit, very tucked up and everything, and I was boiling while I was here. But when I came to Canada, I was coming off the, the, the plane into the building, and I felt this incredible wind. I did not know anywhere on earth could be so cold, because I couldn't imagine. They told us, dress warm, it's cold in Canada, but I couldn't imagine it could have been that cold in January. It was the 9th of January. Oh my goodness. And you've been here ever since. Now, this, this is something that's interesting because I want to go back. You have brothers or sisters. How many people, how many uh, siblings do you have? 
Well, uh, three. I have one living in Ocherias. Uh, I have a sister in, in New York, and um, I also have uh, a brother living in Ottawa. And uh, actually, I have a stepsister. If, I, if she ever sees this program and I do not call her um, my sister, I'll be in serious trouble. She's in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Man, they're all over the place. Right. I'll tell you, that's amazing. Now, this is interesting because you were not a Christian. You were not somebody who knew about Jesus Christ, who knew about the Lord. And my question is, uh, tell me about the time when all of a sudden Jesus Christ comes into your life. Jesus Christ interrupts your life and suddenly there he is. What do you mm. think? And, and how did that happen? Well, uh, first of all, I had no interest as it relates to church, but then church was a natural part of our family routine. Even if my mother didn't show up to church and we would fake sick on Saturday really hard, <laughs> my brother would get up on a Sunday morning. I'm not feeling well, but then my mother would say, even if he's not feeling well, you're going to church. And so that was a normal routine for us. So she was committed to this idea of going to church. Yeah, even if she's not going, yeah. Oh, even if she's not going. Yeah. So you were having to go to church. Right. And what did you think of the preacher when you went? Well, uh, we enjoyed sessions where they had fellowship and food. Uh, it was just not very exciting at the time. But when I returned uh, to Jamaica for that extended holiday, um, I had to go to church again, except this time I couldn't argue and negotiate as much as with my mother. With my dad, it was, it was just church. But funny enough, my dad was a deacon in a Baptist church. There were no real preachers in my family. And uh, I remember they were having a series of meetings, and as they were preaching, something was different. I didn't, I, I, my brother went to church this, the, the Monday night. He got saved, but he didn't tell me. And then they kept him home and brought me to church on Tuesday night. I got saved, but I didn't tell him either. Because, so you both knew the Lord that yeah, time, but you didn't tell each yeah. other. So what happened was um, I went to church. They were preaching, and it was unusual. They're talking about eternity, and they're starting to talk about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, or this one thing would I seek after, not after you're old and so forth. But anyway, I, I felt something unusual, and I said to myself, you know, if somehow the preacher asked me to come up front, I will. And funny enough, the preacher does say, you know what, I'm going to ask those who want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ to come up, come forward. I was nervous. I didn't want to be seen as the, you know, the neighborhood sinner. So I decided to have a seat. And then I said to myself, well, if they just ask everyone to come up, I'll come. And the preacher then stopped and said, you know, I'm going to ask everyone to come up at this point in time. And I thought he was hearing me. So I, uh, as you were re thinking about this in your mind, right, you thought right. he was hearing your thoughts. Right. And then afterwards, he asked everyone to step forward. And I just sort of ran in the middle of the crowd. But while I was there at the altar, you ran? Well, sort of in the middle, just so that way I would not be seen at the back. <laughs> yeah. So when I got there, I, I, they were praying and I felt like a tear coming. I thought to myself, I don't cry. This is, and so finally it got to a point where it was becoming evident. So I, crossed my hands like this to wipe the tear so none of my friends from school or anyone I could see and then the tear kept coming so I started wiping like this and then it started coming harder so I started wiping some more and then till finally I just bawled and uh, they prayed with me led, led me to Christ and uh, that was the start of my journey. Did you have any idea what was happening to you when you were crying like that? 
I just knew that it was unusual emotion. I figured it was an experience with God, but um, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't really know. Because you didn't cry. No, 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 I did. I so, didn't. but this was something that was uh, touching you in a very unique way. Yes. So it's the Spirit of God. That is absolutely fascinating. Well, when we return, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how in the world you got into preaching because you're not somebody who was, uh, you know, outgoing and all of that. No. How did God do that? We're going to talk about that and much more as we continue. Okay. Thank you. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, write to P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668 that's Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. That's Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Have you ever wondered when you're like something, for example, shy or not, you know, an outgoing person and somehow God enters your life and things begin to change? Well, today we're talking to Garth Rowe about that. It's very, very interesting. Now, Garth, come on, you're somebody who was not an outgoing person. You didn't do that. Uh, you, you just kind of like to stay on your own. Yeah. For the most part, as a matter of fact, uh, growing up, uh, people today cannot reconcile me with the old Garth. And then the people with the old Garth, they come and see me now and say, whatever happened to you? Like, you're so transformed. It was so bad that I recall going back to Jamaica, I became a preacher. And when there, quite a few of my family members got saved. Eight of them got saved during that trip. Now, I remember sitting at the dining table and my father sitting there and my stepmother and my stepmother said, we just want to ask a question. We were observing you today. You used to sit at the dining table and we could not hear you from the other side of the table. How did you get to a point where your voice is actually, um, you know, echoing across a building through a mic like that? We, we just can't reconcile that aspect of you. So you, what did you say? Did, did you, well, let, let's go back. Yeah. Let's find out. You got saved mm -hmm. and the Lord's really touched you and affected you. You didn't cry, but you were crying mm -hmm. and all of that. So tell me from that point on what happened. Well, from there, I went to boarding school for the next uh, pretty much um, six. Uh, I went to boarding school for six years, uh, became a Christian at 14. A couple of years later, I went to boarding school. So pretty much I lived away from home between 16 and 22. But at age 20, I came back to Canada. And uh, at 20, yeah, age 20, just about 19 plus. Um, when I, when I then, what year was that? 81? That was 89. 89, yeah. okay. So I, I went to the University of Guelph. I was there for a while. While there, 
studying, I started getting into my Bible. I started to realize that there was such a thing as a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and started growing. And so during that time of studying the scripture, I would oftentimes struggle trying to figure out um, things like, uh, you, you know, like how do I get back to the study of, 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 of um, my schoolwork? So finally I got to a point where I said, this is unusual. I saw, I literally would see myself preaching. And, um, and so I, went, you, you had visions of yourself preaching. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'll just be quick. I went to a boarding school before and I thought it would be so nice to go back to this school and to share the gospel to students there. Funny enough, my brother got a job with the government of Jamaica. He's an economist with the federal government here in Ottawa now. So he went back to Jamaica while he was there. The principal is, whatever happened to your brother? And he said, well, my brother is a preacher now. Really a preacher? Can you come and speak to the student body? The same place I saw myself. Then he went. So you, that word, that's where you went to boarding school? Yeah. And that's where I saw myself in the vision preaching. And then I went back to my, saw myself at an open air meeting in my community. And I'm like, this can't be real. So I went back. When he went back to the community, they asked, whatever happened to your brother? He said, he's a preacher. Your brother's a preacher. I didn't see that. Then they're like, can he come and, and, and speak? So there I was, went back to Jamaica, preached at the boarding school. Half of the student responded to Christ that day. And then I went back to my community. Eight of my family members responded to Christ along with others. And, and on my way back on the flight, that's when uh, the Lord said to me, do you remember when you were, saw yourself actually preaching to a, a group? It just happened. And that's when it really dawned on me that that happened. God had shifted and changed. Yes. But let's, let's go back mm. now to your school because you're trying to figure out, mm. okay, how do I do this? You, you had this wrestling with the Bible, reading mm. the Bible versus mm. your schoolwork. How'd you resolve that? Well, there's a, a church, a popular church in Toronto. I came by, I spoke to the pastor and I said, I feel something unusual, like there's a drawing to become a preacher. So the, the, the pastor said to me, well, maybe what you, what you should do, just ignore it altogether. If you ignore it altogether and six months from now, you can't get, shake the feeling. It means that it's not an emotional thing. It's God's calling. So I went back to school and then the feeling even got more intensified. So I was walking in Toronto and I saw some students, uh, I saw, saw some people with uh, jackets saying Canada Christian College. <laughs> I had no clue what a Bible school was like. And then I went there and I saw Dr. Charles' dad, Elmer McVitie. At the time, they were in Huron Street, downtown Toronto. So I said to him, sir, what is the calling of God like? How do you know whether or not you're called to be a preacher? So he listened to my story and he said, son, that's the calling of God on your life. It was there I started some correspondence courses and then... And this is Elmer McVitie who yeah, said that Elmer to you? Yeah, Elmer McVitie, yeah. So you started courses right away? Yeah, immediately correspondence courses while still in school in Guelph. So when I left Guelph, I decided to, to go there um, full-time for a while, did, did some courses there, and then eventually I did some with the Church of God in Canada. I actually worked with them for, for um, 14 years, and, um, and then um, did a bit at OBC also. That was Ontario Bible College at the time. But um, yeah, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's, a that's lot. absolutely amazing. So... When what was your first job at a church? My first job was um, I just simply went there and I was did anything that they could do. I would clean the floor, I would cut the grass, I would. You're a janitor. Yeah, I would do anything. <laughs> they had me. They had me as the as an as an assistant to the pastor. But basically, that was a job where you just did anything. I just wanted to do anything to serve God. And how long were you there? I was there for about. Uh, 
I would say four plus the four plus years. I was wow. there fourteen with the denomination, but four plus at that particular church. And then um, we we left from there. My wife and I eventually pioneered. Uh, some years later, we helped at a, at a couple of churches within the denomination, and then we went to pioneer. After um, pioneer, we pioneered a couple of churches. At one point, we had like two churches in Toronto, one in Brampton, one in Toronto, but then we gave up one of them, and uh, now we work full-time with Solid Rock. That is amazing. Now, let's talk about your marriage, mm-hmm. about your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you meet her? Actually, I met her at um, Canada Christian College. So the yeah. college was good for your Bible it, it study, was, but it's good to... It was good because uh, she came there. She, she's uh, she's a podiatrist uh in the city so she wants she had just finished school wanted to learn something about spanish but then she remembered she told god that um that she would serve him wholeheartedly if she if he did certain things so at that point in time she came there to learn more about the bible so you got married Mm -hmm. and so you're married do you have any children yeah we have two kids and how old are they oh they're quite big now one is uh high 20s 29 26 oh my goodness so this is a this is a big deal for you in mm-hmm. terms of coming from jamaica and doing this and you're you're canadian mm-hmm. and uh you love that you've got a sister in florida mm-hmm. and another one uh a brother uh, in uh, new york well in i Ottawa. have a sister in in new york right yeah a brother in ocherius jamaica and then one in ottawa so we, we decided to spread ourselves yeah, you really did. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, it's interesting because in today's world, there's a lot going on and a lot of people see the negative uh, in governments in Canada. They see the negative in the U.S. They see a lot of negative aspects. But God is doing something in your life. He has totally rescued, changed you, mm-hmm. and he's got you involved in starting his church. And I've been there and dedicated the one church for you. It's just a great church. And my question is, what do you say to people when you say, when they say, you say to them, praise mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. how can I praise the Lord? Everything's going so bad for me and the government's mm-hmm. bad and everything's bad. How can I praise the Lord? What do you say? Well, at the end of the day, I focus on, on joy uh, as opposed to happiness. Happiness has a lot to do with circumstances. Joy is a deliberate act where you do not allow your circumstances to direct you. Ultimately, God has the final say. He's the author of all things. He's the sustainer of all things, the concluder of all things. And so, I'd Author, pre- sustainer, and concluder. Right. And so I'd prefer to have someone who was there from the beginning, who will be there in the end. Everything else will come and go, but Jesus Christ remained the same. The Bible said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the Lord, I change not. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not his word. And so I'd prefer to go with him over Washington, D.C. or Ottawa or anywhere, anytime. Very good. That is excellent. You know, there might be some people watching who are asking the question, I don't know this Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't know who he is. I don't know what my life Mm -hmm. is supposed to be. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm Could you look in the camera and tell them who Jesus is and invite them to ask him to come into their life? Yes. Um, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to planet Earth. As a matter of fact, the, the Bible puts it like this, that he was there 
in the beginning with God. He was co-creator of all things. Jesus Christ said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Sometimes we're searching through this life. We're looking for peace, happiness, and satisfaction, contentment, purpose of life. Ultimately, all of that is wrapped up in one person, and that is Jesus Christ. He can make a difference. Some years ago, as I was going through a time of challenges uh, where I did not smile or laughter was a thing that was not really part of my resume in life, but the day Jesus Christ came, he broke me, he changed me, he gave me a new outlook as it relates to life. He gave me an inner satisfaction and peace. And I want to just let you know that that's not in any way uh, restricted to myself or anyone else who has experienced him. If you desire the Lord, you can have him right now. And it's a very simple thing. I, know. Can I, I guess I could Go. just pray. If you'd like him to come into your heart, just pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart. Change me. Rearrange my focus and make yourself real to me. Today, I have no real other option, but today I, I, I believe your word that you will come in if I ask. And so I'm asking you to come in. And today I believe, according to your word, I'm a Christian. And Lord, even as this individual has prayed this prayer, I pray right now that you will cover, you'll minister and show yourself real and do the thing that only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Make sure that uh, you let us know if you did that. It's very important. Garth, thank mm -hmm. you for being here today. And uh, it's just wonderful what God has done in your life. And it's absolutely amazing. And if your brothers and sisters happen to be watching, mm -hmm. he's a good guy. He's a good, <laughs> he's a good brother here. And uh, his preaching is awesome. I see you on television as well. You're on television yes, locally yes. and on the Axe Network and all of that. So it is great to see you and may God bless you in your church and the work that you do. And may he help you in the school. Yes. As you figure out a place to go because you got to get a bigger place soon. Yes, we do need a bigger <laughs> uh, place. Toronto is very expensive, but we serve a big God. Amen. Very good. A program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today. Reading the Bible from cover to cover, we learn how God spoke to the people in the past, speaks about the future, and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today. Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. What a great interview that was. Garth is a unique person. He's somebody who God has called and somebody who God has chosen to deliver the message of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you today to understand that message that God gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, and that he died on the cross and he rose again to forgive us of our sin and give us the gift of eternal life. 
If you believe that, if you know that, then I'll tell you something, it will change your life. God will do a revolutionary thing in how you think and how you feel, but most importantly, in how you perceive the world going on around you. And right now, we need the Lord Jesus Christ to help us perceive the things happening. So keep that in mind. That's very important. And we'll see you next time on this program.